Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. Decided to, decided to hear about your perfect buyer consultation. So we'll just turn it over to you and you get us going. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for um, Jesse and the Agent Collaborative and all the work you guys do. I think it's just fantastic. So super proud to be able to come on here and uh, share, you know, the experience that I've got. Um, Again, you know, I'm Nick Downey. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I've had my license for 18 years, which just seems crazy. Um, I've had, you know, different facets, real estate, asset management, um lending so kind of bring a different slew of experience to the table um and uh yeah so just wanted to say thanks to jesse i didn't watch um any of the other buyer consultations in fear of uh making myself too entirely nervous for doing this so um i'm just going to kind of go through how i do what i do um share some tidbits along the way of some information that I think is important to gather and why I gather it. Um, And then I'm going to eat a piece of humble pie. Um, I have actually been using my buyer presentation from two companies ago. um, And it was just so good that I didn't rebrand and I moved to another company. And now that I'm at eXp, I'm so excited to uh, support that brand and rebrand everything. So I'm going to show everybody kind of where I'm at in my presentation journey now. So, and how easy it is to jump on eXp's marketing center, download the the presentation for a buyer presentation, edit it, make it your own. And then you have that nice branded piece to be able to share with your buyers. Um, you know, if that's the kind of buyer. So The big piece I think that I want to start with is just the initial consultation and that that initial um, conversation. And I want this to be open. So if anybody has questions, comments, um, please, you know, add in where you can. I am not a public speaker. I am not a professional teacher. So um, we're just going to go forward and tell you kind of how I do what I do and go from there. So um, my buyer presentation really starts from the initial consultation. And I think it even starts before that phone call rings or before you pick up the phone. I think that a big piece of being that right person for the right buyer is getting in the right mindset to be able to help them and to be able to serve them. And when you answer that phone or you're making that first phone call to that client, really just putting yourself in that mindset of, 
how can I help this person? How can I serve this person? Um, how can I go deep in regards to the questions that I'm asking them so that I can be as efficient as possible, provide them with as much information as possible, and really just capitalize on converting that lead as quick as possible. So the way I do that mindset for me is, is I when I see a phone call, when I'm about to make a phone call, I just think about how I can help these people, right? Is it um, if they're a first time home buyer, seller, whatever, what do I need to do to listen? What do I need to do to be able to take copious notes to be able to uh, help them as quick and as efficiently as possible? So um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, most of my business is actually referral business. So I do a lot with friends and family sphere. Um, I do a lot in regards to referrals. So I use something in my initial phone call called the triangle of trust. Um, that's usually where I start the conversation. So if I get a phone call, say it's from, um, I'm going to pick on you, Lisa, right? Since we both know Jesse. Okay. Um, so I get a, a notice that Lisa wants to buy a house in my market share. I got an uh, email from a friend of mine or a text from a friend of mine that says, hey, reach out to Lisa. She's looking for a home. And that's pretty much all I have to go for. Okay. So I'll make that initial phone conversation. And the triangle of trust sometimes takes five minutes to complete. Sometimes it takes 20 minutes to complete. But it starts with, you know, Lisa, um, you know, how do you know Jesse? And then she'll tell me how she knows Jesse. And then I'll say, okay, well, I know Jesse because of real estate and I've known him for 10 or 15 years. We know a lot of mutual friends together. And then I'll say, Lisa, do you trust Jesse? And in most instances, if they're referring from that person, they're going to say, yes, I trust Jesse. And then I go into the second leg of the triangle. Cool. Well, I trust Jesse because worked with him for years. He's a go-getter. He's got people's best interests in mind. Right. So that's the second leg. The third leg is, is um, well, Jesse trusts you enough to be able to refer you to me. And my goal in the triangle of trust is to earn your trust and to keep Jesse's trust. Okay. So the question there at the end of the triangle is, is that okay with you? Is it okay with you that I do the best that I can to earn your trust, to keep Jesse's trust and to complete this triangle of trust? So that's kind of where I start most of my conversations. Again, sometimes that'll take a minute to kind of complete that circle. Sometimes that's the rapport building of asking questions. How do they know people? Um, and that's kind of how I use that. I'm also a big ninja fan. So I like the Ford script, the family occupation, recreation and dreams. So in the beginning of that conversation, I'm always trying to tie some of those things in. I'm asking a lot of questions because, and I take a lot of notes. The reason I take a lot of notes is because I like to buy a lot of gifts. And I like to send little things throughout the transaction to my referral partners, to the people referring me to the buyer themselves. Um, so I find that listening and taking copious notes allows me to gift better. Um, my second objective after the triangle of trust, usually in that phone call is going to be setting the appointment. 
Um, now, in the consultation, I'm asking questions in regards to, and I always do this. So if I'm even, if I'm in the car, if I'm, you know, at a restaurant waiting or something, if I get the phone call, if I have a minute, I will just grab out a quick piece of paper and I'll just write out who, what, where, when, and why. And I'll start with my questions because my intention, I believe that if you ask better questions, you'll make more money. And if you're getting to the point of who is going to be buying, where would they like to be buying? You know, what is their objective? When are they looking? And we can go through, and I was going to actually open up a Q&A of maybe everybody's favorite questions of how do you get your who, what, where, when, and why. I know that um, Hunter on a last call said, um, and I'm going to steal this, of when do you plan on unpacking in your new home? And I love that because it sets a timeline. Um, it gives them you know, hope and excitement about, oh, I want to be in before Christmas. Um, I want to be in before Thanksgiving. I want to be in before my kids go back to school, whatever that is, right? So getting more information, asking better questions, getting better notes, really diving into that who, what, where, when, and why, taking really good notes. And I try to go multiple steps into each of those, right? So who is buying the property? Is it husband and wife? How are, have they discussed how they're going to take tenancy? Um, you know, who's going to be on title? Who's going to be on the loan? So really trying to get deep into each piece of that. You know, what? What are they looking for? Um, in regards to the what, I like to use the five needs and five wants um, kind of script. Um, one of the needs and or one of the needs, one and two of the needs has to be location and budget. So if you've got five needs and five wants of the five needs, one of them needs to be location. One of them needs to be budget. The second one can be bed count. It can be basement. It can be school district. It can be, um, you know, if they have a particular piece of furniture, maybe they have a pool table or maybe they have, you know, some type of um, thing that they're trying to, to build or, or have a house that's built around um, kids, schools, any of those things. Um, so five needs and five wants. Um, again, taking notes. Sometimes I think it's really smart to have a husband and a wife do their five needs and five wants differently or separately. Um, sometimes that's a fun little exercise to see if they are actually looking for the same unicorn in the market. Um, so getting them to do five needs and five wants. Um, the other piece I think that really resonates with now business for me is I'm always trying to get introduced to two people of that client's sphere within the transaction. So if it's a matter of inviting them out to a happy hour and doing a buddy happy hour with friends that they have coworkers with, or um, asking if they have friends or family members that are interested in hearing more about their buying situation or what's going on in the market or um, their different lending options. So 
really, I've really focused on because my business has been so referral based, um, asking those questions, you know, being bold, putting myself out there. Um, and then I also explain to my clients that most of my business is referral based and that my goal is to provide a high level of service and to provide a fun experience. And in doing so and, and having events and being around this social circle, um, we've been able to just stay pretty busy, thank God, over the years. Um, I guess the next real kind of piece is, I just wrote myself some notes here. So um, Ed Lane kind of talked a little bit about trying to identify your buyer's disc profile. I think that's also super important when you're having a conversation with clients. You know, if they're a high D and they speak very bullet pointed and very direct, and you're going to want to provide them information that's very bullet pointed, very direct. Um, if they're a high I, you're going to want to play into that influencer role a little bit more. If they're a high C, they're going to want a lot of data, information, everything right. Um, and I think just playing into um, those disc profiles is, is also super, super important. Um, any questions from anybody so far? What has this been going on? Is any of this helpful? This is great. I really like the circle of trust or the trust triangle. And then I, I also want to know if you have like your questions written down that you try to hit. Like obviously every consultation is a little bit different, but do you have like 10 or 15 target questions that you know you want to walk away with answers? To? You know, for me, Hunter, the, the questions are just going deeper in each question. So it's like, who is going to buy? And then why are they part of the transaction? I want to know exactly who's where's the money coming from is it gift money is it grandpa's money is it you know um so i don't i kind of just keep going deeper on the who what where when why i like some of the open-ended questions you know if you had a magic wand where would you spend your you know spend your time um obviously getting their jobs like where is your job where's your address of your job how far do you want to drive are you okay you know that drives 20 minutes in the summer which is fun but in you know a foot of snow that's a three-hour drive is that too much so just really going deep and asking a lot of those um questions just to really be able to dig deep down into what are they really looking for? Because my in my experience is you got to figure out what their why is because their why is going to give you the motivation of how to get them off the fence when they have questions about the house or they're worried about the condition or all of a sudden they get the payment and they're like freaking out. But if you know, oh, well, you know, your why is, is you're living in your parents' basement and you're pregnant and you guys have three dogs, um, I can play into that why and make that a priority of, of making them make decisions or helping them to, to see value and opportunities in different households. Um, a couple of questions I do think are pretty cool is like, do you have any special furniture that we need to accommodate? Um, 
I've had a couple clients that have pool tables. Um, you know, the other question is, do you, do you work from home? I think that's a big piece just to be able to identify workspace for people in today's um, economy. Um, what activities are your kids into? You know, if their kids are high sports and they're all over town, um, that can have a determination on how far away people want to live. Um, you know, if people work from home and how important is internet is a big thing. Everybody in Denver wants to go move into the mountains and they want to work from home. But after you get about 40 minutes into the mountains, uh, your internet starts to get a little choppy. So just going deep into each of those questions is important. So if you have a husband and wife and they are on polar opposite ends of what they want in a house, how do you reconcile that? What's a good conversation you have to get? Like, I want three bedrooms. I want two bedrooms. I don't want a bonus room. I want a bonus room. Buy them separate houses. Yeah, no, I actually had this client one time, Lisa. He didn't want to leave his like beautiful four bedroom house on farmland. She didn't want to live in the ex-wife's house, her words exactly. And so uh, I just wasn't ever going to find peace with them. I showed them 62 homes that were exactly what they both said they wanted until finally I looked at them and I said, I think you're both lying to me and each other. Can we go to the lake? And I showed them a lake cabin and they held hands while staring at the sunset on the beach. And it was the best thing that I ever did. They bought it and they only kept it for one year. They got a divorce 12 months later. <laughs> now another See? lady's not wanting to live at that ex-wife's house. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if you stay in front of them, that's a good repeatable source of business. Oh, that's well, and it turned um, out and that's the, that's the thing. They they just wanted time with their kids. They wanted a good vacation place with their kids. They just didn't explain that properly. They were looking for a house together. They were happy to live separately. They each had three kids that needed space to go hang out on the weekends when they both had their kids. And so I thought, well, a lake cabin might do that. Yeah. And I think that's a big piece, too, is a lot of agents, I think, will set people up on a search of just what they say they want. And I think it's really important to be very direct in finding them and setting up searches that are very direct in what they want. But I also believe in setting up a secondary search that's inclusive of everything in the market because I don't think buyers innately know what they want. Um, and you don't want them to miss out on anything and you don't want them to see something and be opportunistic and call somebody else because they don't think that you're available or willing to show them that. So I do, I always do at least one or two searches. I do a very sniper focused search of you're looking for three beds. You're looking for 1800 square feet. You're looking for a three car garage. You're looking for this school district. And then I'll do another search of a big scoop of, well, let's just not miss any of this stuff. And if you're looking for a unicorn, then we have to go up to this price to be able to find what you're looking for. And I think that is helpful in giving people the direct of what they can get based on what they qualify for and then showing them what's truly out in the market so that you're not, not showing them what's in the market. If that makes sense.
I really okay, like so that now, disc now. test too. I like the disc test part too, where you, if it's somebody who's super detail oriented, they don't want to hear your, you going, oh, you know, it's a beautiful blah, 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 blah. You just like bullet points. That's a very good point to use. Yeah. Well, and you'll have husband and wife be very, very different in, in those profiles too. Um, so just being able to identify them, you know, my brother is a, is a very high C and a very low I. His wife is a very high D and uh, a still high C. Um, but they, they both have that science mentality. They both want exact information. They want a lot of detail. They want to be able to read through stuff. Um, and I've had other clients where they're like, oh my gosh, the painting in the hallway speaks to me and we need to just go full bore at this house. And I'm like, you realize that painting's like leaving with the homeowners, right? But okay, like whatever, you know, whatever, whatever it is that connects you to this home, let's, let's go for it. So, um, what I was going to say next is the my little piece of humble pie here, since we only have about eight minutes. Um, I wanted to show everybody the ease of the buyer presentation and, and finding it in EXP. I don't, does everybody have a presentation? I can only see a couple of faces. Does everybody have like a presentation that they're in love with or? Yeah, Matt says, yeah, he's good. So real quick, I, like I said, I was at another company. They had a marketing whole campaign. They made these beautiful buyer presentation. I've been using it for years. Um, and when I say using it, I use it lightly because most of my conversations are phone calls and then meeting at a property is, is usually how I'm setting most of, of these expectations. Um, can I share my screen here? So if you go into is that sharing? Lisa, am I sharing? Yeah, okay. Um, so if you just go into the EXP enterprise here, right, and then go into the marketing center, they have in the presentations, these buyer presentations, and you can literally download the, the PowerPoint presentation from the buyer presentation. So in doing this class, I jumped in and pulled in the buyer presentation. Um, and I actually really like a lot of the EXP stuff. I think that this is super easy to update and use. Um, I, I went through the presentation. A lot of it, I think, is laid out. I think there's a lot of good information in there. There is some maneuvering and tweaking and some adding of some of your personal information, your experience, things of that nature, which I think is um, super valuable. What I did was just kind of started in this, creating um, just my own content. Um, some of these, I just pulled some of the content out and left it available. But I liked how it starts here. 
with the financing piece. You know, are you ready to buy? Do you have steady income? Two years at the same job? Do you have cash for down payment? Two months of pay stubs? Um, and then, you know, do you know what your credit score is? The starting line is always for me, um, choosing a lender, getting pre-qualified. I don't want to go show a house to anybody or drive people around if they haven't at least had those conversations with a lender, gotten qualified, submitted a full loan application, um, and have submitted at least some of these starting documents. Um, we talked a little bit about the home search, so identifying the five needs and five wants. Location, budget are always my top two. Um, and then I'm trying to identify size, any particular neighborhoods, beds, baths. Um, and beds is, you know, you got to go deeper on beds because how many bedrooms do you need? How many dens do you need? You know, do you work from home? Really, really asking those questions of identifying what spaces they need in the house. So when you're looking through stuff on the MLS, you can send them good options. Bath style, lot, acreage, you know, school districts, some of those other things I think are important. Um, identifying your, your search tools. So I, I kind of alluded to it. Every time I meet with a buyer, I set them up on the MLS directly so that they get a direct feed from the MLS. Usually that's my double search. I will get them set up on HomeSnap, which is our app, which is directly tied to RE Colorado. I'll put them into KV Core. Um, my thing with every single lead that I touch, I try to do five things with. So number one is connect. Anytime I'm working a lead or a client, I try to connect with the lead. I will update the notes in my database. I will update the step or the stage in which they're in. I'll make sure that there's some type of automation that's going out to them, some type of a drip, some type of an email that's automated. And then my last thing is, is I always have a follow-up. So whether my follow-up is a day out, a week out, a month out, a year out, um, every single lead in my database has a follow-up connected to them so that they don't fall through the cracks. Um, so when I'm setting up the searches, that's when I go into KV Core, that's when I'll do all of that. Um, any open houses coming soon. So I'll set up a search for myself on coming soon listings or open houses that match their criteria. So I'll get that email in the morning and then I can forward that email to the client and say, hey, it looks like there's two houses in you know Westminster that are open houses today. I'm going to be up in that area. Let me know if you want to pop into those. Um, I also have a new builder availability list. So specific to the, the area around me, there's like six or seven builders. I'll connect with each of them and figure out if they have any spec homes, if they have any deals that have fallen out um, and email those around. And then past client needs list. Um, I love to send an email out to my past clients about what my current clients are needing and see if they can, again, refer me to somebody in their neighborhood, somebody that has a house to sell. Um, I get a lot of just circle back and communication in regards to reaching out to past clients with what I'm needing for my new clients. 
Um, it goes into making an offer. It goes into what happens when your offer is accepted. And then I like to also include expenses. Um, I like to highlight any out-of-pocket expenses for buyers just so they know, okay, the earnest money's a check, you know, once we get the, the deal accepted. Uh, home inspection, something that you're going to order and pay for. You know, this is kind of a range of what it should be. Property appraisal, you know, this is the timeline. This is how much that's going to be. The lender is going to order it. And then, you know, funds needed to close. Kind of goes into a little blog of closing day, bring your identification. And then the end of it is super easy. So I didn't have some of these completed. Um, so I just kind of slid them to the bottom for now. Um, but as I put some more information in here, I'm going to continue to uh, use this and add to it and, and make it my own and beat USB. Nick, I'm not so much. me, but the thing that you're sharing isn't sharing on my end. It might be because I'm on a phone, you know, and so. No, no it's I'm showing not showing the sign in either. It's, it's not on showing. your sign in page. Oh, no. I suppose I thought I you were just explaining it. Yeah, I could have said something earlier, but I assumed it was just my operator error. Um, let me see. We were using our imaginations. Oh, I apologize. It's so much more exciting. Is that better? Yes, it is. So sorry about that. And I can just rerun through this super quick, but again, um, it's just in the marketing center for EXB. Download the PowerPoint presentation. And it's super simple to go in and, and click on each of these. Um, this is the front page. Page two goes into, are you ready to buy? Page three, getting pre-approved. Can we see this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, page four, your home search. So again, identifying kind of what they're looking for. Page five, search tools. And again, this was primarily, I mean, most of the verbiage and everything and the layout of this is done for you. It's just a matter of going in and, and I making it your own. Making an offer, you know, fall in love, figuring out what the seller wants, talking about earnest money, down payment, important dates, inclusions. With if the offer will be accepted, countered, or declined. I think a lot of these are just really great talking points when you, if you do have like a first time home buyer, again, you know, really knowing your audience. If somebody's bought in five or six homes, they're probably not going to want to sit down with a, a 10 page slide. Um, but a first time home buyer might appreciate having this in their repertoire um, as you're out looking at homes and just kind of know what the steps are moving you forward, what some of the expenses are, again, what you need to bring closing day, bring your identification. So, so Nick, I was really, got a question. Yeah. Do you normally go through this on your laptop or do you have it a hard copy? So for me personally, I will just email this to the client with 
um, my property search and with probably like a, um, usually I'll send something like the buyer presentation and I'll send the definition of working relationships and an exclusive right contract. Just so at the very beginning of meeting with the client, I know I've sent them my my buyer presentation, they have my contact information, and then I've sent them the definitions of working relationship and the exclusive right to buy. So just get that out of the way at the beginning. Did that answer your question, Mike? Yes, okay, thanks, sorry. Cool. And Lonnie's asking where that is again. That you said that was uh, you go into enterprise and then into KB Corp. So the marketing it, center. Marketing yep, center. it's in marketing center, and then it's under the presentations uh, section. Perfect. I can uh, shoot a link in here in the chat line too. That'd be perfect. Any other thoughts, questions, anything I could have done better? I'm always open to learn and to get better. Do you ever um, close with your triangle of trust or is that, do you kind of start your conversation based around that? I just feel like it could maybe go both ways. Like I said, I mean, sometimes it, I don't, I don't force the whole thing is to close the triangle and to have the, the line where you trust this person. I trust, you know, you trust this person, they trust me and I want to earn your trust. So if that, you know, ends up wrapping up at the end, I think that it's still valid. Um, I use it more so in the, just the beginning because I'm asking them I want to ask them for um, permission to do my absolute very best and and send them a bunch of information and and kind of go over the top for them. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Sure. Thanks, Nick. This was great. I hope so. I didn't sleep for a month, so. I would like to. Uh, <laughs> I would like to say if it's okay. Um, yeah, th yeah. Thank you for, for the presentation. It's very good, very nice. That put definitely some points that I wrote down that I'll take with me here. Uh, the other thing that I heard you did say was, um, you know, putting people into KV Core. That's like one of the things on my top of my my list, and I'm not really sure, like you know, what, how, and what type of uh, touches that you mentioned or. Uh, you know, that I would, I'm not, I'm not saying I could get an answer to that right now, but I'm just saying maybe a future presentation you could do uh, would be nice or something like that along those lines. Sure. Yep. Sure. I, you know, my database is in an Excel spreadsheet. Uh -huh. So, and I, and I utilize the different tools in real estate because they, they come up and they change so often, right? So I have an old school Excel spreadsheet that has everybody that I know, you know, name, address, phone number, birthday, wife's name. Um, and that's like my Bible, right? And then the KV Core 
I think the presentations in KV Core are great as far as the property presentations and identifying comps. I've been using that a lot lately. Um, but I, I would say with the CRM, I would create yourself a contact in there. And then I would just play, just play, set yourself up on searches, do property stuff. Um, and then everybody that you invite in is just an extension of that play. So invite them into the website, um, set them up on searches for properties. I think properties are the most important automation for a buyer versus blogs and communication and all that stuff. They want to see houses. Um, and so for me, I, I set them up on searches and then I always see, see myself on searches for my buyers because when I get a search and I see a property in their search, then I go to my HomeSnap app and I'll actually find the house and I'll text them the house that I think is the perfect match out of their search. And I'll say, hey, we got a search this morning. Did you see 123 Main Street? I'm available tomorrow at two o'clock. I'm going to see it. So I'm always putting that hook out there with a little something on it to try and get the buyers engaged and to be looking at my emails, looking at new properties. Okay. So you do that through KV core. Cause I, cause in what I've just been doing is I thought I would just be doing that through the, uh, through the MLS, but it sounds like the KV core allows you to attach um, dialogue with it then. Well, so I do, I do both. I do both. And I set the expectation with the client. Hey, I'm going to set you up on the actual MLS. Our MLS is kind of DOS and it's not very attractive. And so I'm going to set you up on the MLS so that you get real time exact properties that match what you're looking for. And then I'm also going to set you up on my website for a home search. And it's a little more user-friendly. It has a little bit better maps. It has walk scores. It has just a little bit different information. And I find that the left brain, right brain like to have those options because if you're sciencey engineering, you want the full detail of the property, then you want the MLS lead. And if you want to know what the walk score is and the schools and more information about the home and you want it to lay out pretty on a phone, then you're probably going to want the update from KV Core. Uh-huh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's fantastic. Thanks for that. Thanks a lot, Nick. Everybody have a beautiful day. And if you have any questions, uh, you can send it to support at theagentcollective.com and we will get those questions over to Nick. Awesome. Or you can reach out to Nick directly. Have a great yeah, day. Please. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much, Nick. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.